2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, very well-known verse, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, amen. Crash, go. If you turn over in your Bibles uh, to this verse, and then we'll stand for the reading of God's Word tonight. Praise the Lord. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, amen. Once you're there, if you would stand with me for the reading of God's Word tonight, very, very well-known verse, and uh, maybe you don't know it tonight or you're not familiar, but just listen to these few words, amen, Second Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Father, tonight we just pray for the blessing of God to be upon your word and your anointing, Lord, to speak in the hearts and lives in this room. Lord, we thank you for your ability to completely change a life. Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we pray that you would move in this meeting tonight, open hearts and open eyes, open ears. Lord, as your word is preached, Lord, that it would be mixed with faith, Lives would be transformed, not just for time, but for eternity. Lord, we pray all these mercies in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats together tonight. Praise the Lord. Just, if we can, just remain seated tonight through the preaching of God's Word. If we can have a lease going in and out, uh, just as the Word of God is being preached, and so important that we take away all distractions as much as possible as the Word of God is preached. I want to preach tonight about the power of God to change a life. This is the gospel. This is the good news. It's the power of God to change a life. This is the news, that the, the greatest news that any man, any woman, any young person in this room can hear tonight, God's power to completely change your life. Isn't that the great news? Is there anyone else been changed? Anyone else experienced the power of God to completely transform and to change your life? Praise the Lord. It's great to know of the power of God. Our hope is not in creeds, churches, in men, denominations. Our, our hope is not in the things or the religious activity of men. Our hope is in Jesus Christ tonight, the one who's able to completely, totally transform a life. Are you glad you're saved? Yes, You've experienced the power. This is the gospel. This is the only hope we have in this world, in this nation. Young people, hear me tonight. The only hope that you have in this world is an encounter with this Christ, the living God. He completely, praise God, changes a life. Has He changed your life, Brent? Has He changed your life, Stephen? When did He change your life? 1989, a life completely changed by the power of God. Did he change your life, Dad? Yes. Can you want to tell us about it? <laughs> but he changed your life. 1962. 1962. Trevor, did he change your life? 2003. Did he change your life, Neil? Completely transform and change our lives by the power of the Holy Ghost. Did he change your life, Ruth? Amen. You knew I was coming to you, didn't you? <laughs> it's great to know 
that our lives have been transformed by the power of God. If any man be in Christ, listen, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. This is the, this is the simplicity, but how profound the gospel is that a life in this room tonight that has come through these doors empty, filled with anxiety and, 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 and panic attacks and depression, not knowing where to turn, not knowing who to turn to. Maybe you've tried everything in this world. Maybe you've tried all the things that this world can offer in order to try and find an answer to that broken life. Can I tell you tonight that that answer is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. That in a moment, that in a moment, by the power of the Spirit of God, that a life can be completely and totally transformed by the power of a living God. We serve a living Savior, and He's in this world today. You know, we know that He's living despite what men may say. You might ask us how we know He lives. Do you know how we know? Because He lives within our hearts tonight. He's completely changed our lives. I want to just encourage you for a few moments. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good news. The good news is that your life, your life in this meeting tonight, I believe this, and everyone else who's experienced the power of God believes it, but your life in a moment in this room tonight can be completely changed by the power of God. I've got great faith, not in my power or in my ability, but I do have faith in the power of an almighty God to completely change a life. We have seen it with our eyes, but we've experienced in our own lives the day and the hour that Christ's power changes a life completely. Do you know, I just looked across, I know there's so many missing, but I did look just across this congregation tonight. And largely, you know, the average age here is probably quite low. We're really blessed to have all the children and the young ones, young teens, young 20s, young 30s, few young 40s, and then it's, you're over the hill, praise the Lord. But you're here anyway, amen. I'll take it easy on you. I'm, I'm 48, that's why I'm squeezing into the 40s. I'm hanging on. But listen, it's so encouraging that you're here because I believe that God in these days is looking for all people, but particularly he's looking for young people. They're going to serve God. They're going to tell people this world, especially that young generation, about the Lord Jesus Christ and his ability to completely change a life. No, our young people need to know, they need to hear the good news, that Christ completely changes a life. Completely. Gives a life a purpose. Gives a life a hope. Gives a life a plan. Gives life faith. The great revelation of the forgiveness of sin and a home in heaven. Christ changes lives completely. You know, all through the Gospels, you'll meet of encounters with the Lord Jesus Christ and individuals that lives are broken. You think of that woman with that issue of blood had spent everything trying to find a cure. But that day when Jesus walks past, she said within herself, see if I could touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be completely made whole. When she touched his garment, praise God, when she touched his garment, 
The Bible tells us that virtue flowed out from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a supernatural power of God right into that frail, weak body. And instantly that woman was healed by the power of God. He changes lives completely. Changes lives in an instant completely. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's good news. And every time that you see in the Gospels this word mentioned, these two words, the good news, it's always accompanied by power. It's never in word only. It's never just something that is said, but it's always accompanied by the power of a living God. That God would come and accompany the preaching of the Gospel with the power of God to heal, to deliver, to set free, to save. That is the power of the risen Christ that's in this very place tonight. The Bible tells us where the twos or threes are gathered in the name of Jesus, that there He is right here in the midst. If you're sitting here tonight and in the midst of it all, that you're just trying to soak in what's happening, but in the midst of that life, it's empty, it's dark, it's hopeless. There's a darkness in your mind. There's a depression over your spirit. I want to tell you something. Through the power of God and the power of the gospel, that the Lord Jesus Christ can break through every prison and every darkness and every chain and every wickedness and set the prisoner completely free by the power of a living Christ. You just listen for a few moments. I'm not going to be too long, but I, I just feel to share this rather than preach it. This is the power of the gospel. This is the power of the gospel. Everywhere you read it, when you flick open into that New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and right into the, even the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the Holy, Holy Ghost through the Apostles, every time there's the preaching of the gospel, when men or women or young people stand up, we must expect this as a church Every time that someone would stand to preach the unsearchable riches of Jesus Christ, the power of the cross, we should expect that signs and wonders should follow them that believe. Those that are sick are healed. Those that are oppressed of the devil. And friends, there are people oppressed of the devil. There are people that are possessed of the devil. There are people that have opened themselves up on, especially into that internet and into the darkness of that world and the devilish practices and all of that heavy metal and all of that music that they pump into their head. I want to tell you something. It's from the pit of hell. It is the pit of hell. It is the devil's music. Years ago, they talked about the devil's juice and the devil's music. That's alcohol and that's that world of music. I want to tell you something. There are people who have opened themselves up to the powers of darkness, demonic spirits. They've taken drugs. They've taken all manners of things that have taken their mind into the realm of the spirit. Their minds are crippled. They're paranoid. They don't know where to turn or they don't know who to turn to. But I want to tell you tonight there's the power of a living Christ that sets a prisoner free. There is no devil, there's no demon that's too great, that greater than the power of Jesus Christ. And when the gospel's preached, it's always preached accompanying the power of God. God is here to set you free. God's here to set you free. I want you to listen very carefully. You know, in that world that we're living, we know Maybe us who are older, we don't have as much of it 
a handle on what happens. I know our younger people coming up in that world that's open to all of that, those devices of the enemy, very familiar with them all, but I want to tell you, friends, tonight, there is a demonic spirit, there's an unleashing of the powers of hell in these days like we have not seen before. That's the truth. Our young generation are facing something that I didn't face. And I'm not that old, but they're facing a world that's filled with demonic activity and every type of device and avenue in which to try and infiltrate into their minds while they're yet young. And the devil is having a measure of success. You can say that. But I want to tell you something tonight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the one that touched that woman on that dusty road, or that blind man Bartimaeus, or that man that came out of the tombs living amongst the dead, is the same Jesus that can touch you tonight. Totally set you free by the power of a living God. An encounter with God. Not an encounter with church. Not an encounter with the denomination. But a living reality and an encounter with the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the lies of the enemy is that this is not for you. The lies of the enemy is that there is something more. You can experience the pleasures of the world or you have failed or God's not interested. But I want to tell you that is the lie of the enemy. Tonight, if your heart is open and you're willing to believe and to humble your heart before God, that you can have an encounter in this room tonight that will change your life completely. That's the power of God. That's not the power of a church. That's the power of a living God to completely change your life. 101 times in the Gospels, if you read them, you'll find uh, this, these two words, the good news. Good news. Good news. In a world that's filled with bad news, troubled news, in a world that's filled with depression, thank God for the good news tonight. The news that Jesus Christ Himself preached. You know, when He was baptized in water, come up out of the river Jordan, was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil uh, those three times, and he overcame the power of Satan by the power of his Word. The Bible says that he returned in the power of the Spirit of God, and he began teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when it says he began to preach the gospel of the Lord, the gospel of the kingdom, it says that he healed all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases among the people. Every time that the gospel was preached, there was the power and the manifestation of signs and wonders that accompanied it. Diseases, all diseases were healed. All manners of sickness were healed. He, they brought, it says, the lunatics, those that were mentally disturbed, and He healed every one of them. He set every captive free. He set every captive free. The power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when He commissioned His twelve, the Bible says that He sent them out in Luke chapter 9, He gave them power over all the power of the enemy and over authority over all devils and to cure every disease. And He sent them to preach the kingdom of God. And this is what it says, and to heal the sick. 
Every time the Gospel was preached in the Scriptures, and this is the only pattern that we have, every time the Gospel was preached, it was accompanied with the signs and wonders to heal the sick and to deliver the oppressed. Can I tell you something? The Gospel is working tonight in this very room. It tells us in Mark chapter 16, when He commissioned the church of Jesus Christ, He says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not. Listen carefully. Because the gospel is not only to be believed, but the gospel is to be obeyed. Because the Bible says that the devil believes and yet he trembles. It is not enough tonight to simply say, I believe the gospel. You must obey the gospel. When the gospel is preached, he said that these signs will follow them that believe that in my name they'll cast out devils. Listen, I heard this week, heard this week, a young boy of 16 and an old man, within the space of a couple of days, both took their own lives. I want to tell you something, friend, tonight. I want you to listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. Suicide and suicidal thoughts are from the pit of hell. I may not be politically correct, may not fit into the narrative of the world in which we're living. I want you to hear me tonight. Suicidal thoughts are from the pit of hell. And there are people, even maybe here tonight, in this room, and you're troubled. Look, I know I'm speaking for God when I'm speaking, but you're troubled with suicidal thoughts. I want you to hear me tonight. The power of God is able to set you free. I want you to hear me. It's so important you hear me. The Bible says it's truth that makes us free, but the devil's a liar. And those thoughts are very real. Those thoughts are tormenting thoughts, a tormented mind, a tormented spirit. Right into the depths of the darkness, you hear the voice of the enemy. A voice, I hear a voice, I hear a voice. I hear this voice. I've said it before. I'll never forget it. And I've said it many times, but just because it's always so fresh. I'm visiting someone over in Downshire many years ago, and on the way out the door, there was a man about six foot three, standing with tears running down his face. And he grabbed my arm. He had the power I tell you of ten men. And he pulled me to the side and he said, someone said that you're a preacher. And I said, yes, I am. And he says, listen, you remember me and you pray for me. And as the tears come running down his face, he says, I have voices that speak to me night and day that I should kill myself. You have no idea what it's like. And I said to him, sir, I do not know what that's like, but I want to tell you something. Jesus can set you free. The world is being tormented because I believe the devil knows his time is short. He knows his time is short. He knows it's time to unleash everything that he possibly can. But I want to tell you something, that the gospel of Jesus Christ still works today. Sets the captive free. 
Jesus says that the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations. I want you to listen to these words. This gospel will be preached as a witness to all nations. And then this is what he said. And then shall the end come. And then shall... There's an end of all of this. Listen, there's an end to all of this. We're coming very close to that end. Paul, the apostle who had a wonderful encounter with Jesus on that road to Damascus. What a powerful encounter. When Christ, by the power of God, arrested this man, filled with hatred, bitterness, with murder in his heart, filled with all of the evil and envy of that age. And as he went on that road to Damascus, he had an encounter with Jesus. An encounter with the living God. His life was completely changed in a moment. And this is what he said. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, for it is the power of God unto salvation and to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He said, writing to the church at Corinth, that Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness, but unto us that are saved, it's the power of God. The power of God. God's power to change a life. Where is the power of the gospel? The power of the gospels in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's where the power is. The cross. Oh, the cross of Christ. That old rugged cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction to me. It's the power of God. The cross, the place outside the city walls of Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, a man walked out with a cross on his back onto the hill Golgotha. The man Christ Jesus and they nailed him to the cross on his threshing floor. There he was, crucified for the world crucified for you, died on that cross, the place, the plan of God that was eternal. He was slain even before the foundation of the world, the eternal Lamb of God hanging on a cross. The purpose and the purpose, the purpose. Do you know what the purpose of the cross is tonight? Is to save you. To save you. To save you. That man of Galilee, the man Christ Jesus, the man of sorrows, hanging on a cross. Listen, hanging on a cross. What was the purpose? Why? Why was that man on that cross? He that knew no sin became sin. Why was he on the cross? I want you to listen to this tonight. He was on the cross. Here's the purpose for you. He died on the cross for you. Thank God, on that third day, he rose again. The power of the resurrection of Christ is what can touch your life tonight that you'll never be the same again. Paul said that the gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. And listen to this, and in much assurance. We're talking today, Liam is telling me about a young woman that's, that's searching and seeking asking the right questions, reading the tracts 
going to meetings with no assurance. I tell you something, when there's a real encounter with God, you've got a blessed assurance. The assurance of salvation, the witness of the Holy Ghost, the power of God as He comes into your heart and into your life. Tonight, friends, it doesn't matter what anyone says or what anyone thinks. I know I'm saved because there's a witness and there's an assurance. Have you got the assurance you're saved? Have you got the blessed assurance that you're saved tonight? Are you sure you're saved? When Nicholson used to say, you can't be saved and not know it. You can't be saved and not know you're saved. It's impossible. And the power of God touches a life and sets a captive free. You know you're saved. Are you saved? I go to church three times a week. That doesn't save you. That's good, but it doesn't save you. But I know the scriptures and I know the hymns and I, I go to this church and I like that preaching. I like that type of preaching. It doesn't matter. Are you saved? Do you know you're saved? Have you an assurance? I'm not talking about a decision. I'm talking about being born again. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. This is the greatest miracle that walks the streets of Balnehenge. A man or a woman or a boy or a girl who's born again. If any man be in Christ, they're new creatures. What's different about them? The old things, listen, the old things pass away. Behold, everything becomes new. It's a new life. Have you got a new life? Have you got a new life? Have you been changed by the power of God? There's a vital component. And I want you to listen very carefully. I'll come to close in a few moments. But I want you to listen to this. This is important. You're sitting here tonight. We're talking about a new life. The power of God. A changed life. Being born again. Your sins forgiven. Set free. A new mind clothed and in your right mind, the robe of righteousness and assurance in your heart that your name's written in heaven. Brian prayed it tonight. The angels rejoicing over one sinner that comes home. You know you're saved tonight. And maybe you're sitting here and you've sat here through meeting after meeting. Now, some of you have done that. Sit through meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. Hear the gospel. Hear the word. Hear the songs. Song after song, meeting after meeting, sermon after sermon, the life's still the same. Still the same. No change. First question I'd ask you is this. Do you want to be changed? Do you want to be changed? And in your heart, in the depths of that heart, not in your head, but in your heart tonight, you're saying, well, Tim, in all honesty and all sincerity, I, I'd really want to have this encounter with God that you talk about. I'd really want to get a meeting with God. You know what happens? And I've watched it, and others have watched it, week in and week out, and week in and week out, some of you sit here, you're more interested in your nails than looking up at the ceiling. You're sitting with the privilege of the gospel when there's billions haven't even heard it once. They'd give anything to have your seat. They'd do anything to hear the gospel even once. You sit, you look at your nails, you're looking at your shoes, you're thinking about what's going to happen next and what we're going to do later. And you're hearing the gospel. 
I want you to listen to me. Friends, I'm going to tell you something. I want you to listen to me. See, this isn't just a wee meeting to push in 45 minutes. We're dealing with souls. We're dealing with the most valuable thing that you possess. That's your soul. That's your soul. And so we go through the motions week in and week out. Why does nothing ever happen? Here's what I want to say to you. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. Gospels preached to everyone in this room, every person right across this room are hearing the gospel preached, preached unto us as it is unto them. This is what the Bible says. But the word preached, listen, did not profit them. The word of God covers everything. The word preached didn't profit them. They heard the same gospel. They heard the same word preached, but it didn't profit them. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. There's a vital component in the gospel. A vital component for the gospel to work. For the power of God to change a life. For someone in this room tonight, like that little woman on that road or that blind man, or anyone else in this room that has experienced the power of God, for the gospel to work, you've got to take the word of God and you've got to mix that with faith in your heart. Believe the gospel and obey the gospel. Can I tell you something? If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You can leave this room changed by the power of God. Listen, I don't take offense at people being disinterested. I don't take offense at people falling asleep. It doesn't offend me. It's not about me. It's about the gospel. It's about Jesus. It's about your soul. The power of God to change a life completely. Let me ask you, has your life been changed by the power of God? Has your life been changed? Are you born again of the Spirit of God? Have you been called out of darkness into His marvelous light? Paul said to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light. And listen to this, from the power of of Satan unto God. From the power of Satan. Thank God tonight that the power of God is greater than the power of Satan. He triumphed over that old devil on that cross. Praise God. And the blood of Jesus Christ tonight can cleanse you from sin and set you free. The power of a living God in your heart translate you from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his own dear son. Friends, this is what it is to be born again, be transformed by the power of God, to be delivered from the power of darkness. The gospel, the good news, accompanied, accompanied with the power of God. 
to change a life. You're in this room, and in your heart, not in your head, and in your heart, right down into the depths of your heart tonight, genuinely you're saying, oh God, I'd, I'd want to have that encounter. I want to tell you something. I want you to listen to me. It might only be one, might be two. But in your heart tonight, you listen to me. No matter what's going on around us, settle in our hearts for a couple of moments. If in your heart tonight you're saying, Oh God, I so would want that encounter with God. Can I tell you something? It is for you. It is for the whosoever. If you take this word, you mix it with faith tonight, and you're willing to obey the gospel and repent of your sin and ask Jesus into your heart and give him your life, going to tell you something, if any man's in Christ, you'll be a new creature. It's amazing. A new creature, a new life. And how do you keep it? You don't. This is the great, the great secret of it all. So many say, I could never keep it. You never will. But he keeps you by his power. It's amazing tonight. If in a moment, you can leave this place a new life. It's amazing. A new life. An encounter with God. A new life. God's speaking to your heart tonight. Don't leave this place. Don't walk out. Mix the word of God with faith. Tonight you'll have that glorious exchange. Chains are broken. Prisoners are set free. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory to God. Saved by the power of God. Signs and wonders follow them that believe. The greatest wonder of it all is the new birth, born again. Let's pray together.